What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Big Honker Podcast. Listen, we've got some amazing sponsors, and uh, there's some promo codes in there that are active right now. You can save a little bit of money with certain sponsors, so be listening for those. And you need to go subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Big Honker Podcast. It's on YouTube. Every episode that we do here gets uploaded to there. Uh, you can watch all the craziness unfold. Also, our series, The First Family Waterfowl, it is all uh, on, on our YouTube channel. So go check it out. Head over to YouTube, Big Honker Podcast, easy to find. Get subscribed so you don't miss anything. Okay, here we go, folks. If you're going to go hunt ducks, any kind of waterfowl, you're hunting dove, you might as well be shooting the best. Shoot boss. Go unleaded, folks. Boss is the way at bossshotshells.com. Reach out to the mad scientist over there. They've got it going on. It's the best stuff in the world. I've been waterfowl hunting for basically 50 years now, probably 47 to be exact. 47 years, it's like I'm going back in time because when you hit them with boss, it's like shooting lead back in 1974. So anyways, go check them out at bossshotshells.com. Also, go check out Dive Bomb Industries for all of your silhouette needs. Uh, I got this question a lot. How many do it? What's the minimum amount of silhouettes that I need to have a successful hunt? If you're hunting lesser specs, it's 50 dozen. That's the number. Dive Bomb has made it extremely cost efficient to have a lot of decoys and they pack up nice and neat. You always got to get the bags, keep your trailer looking clean, looking fresh all season long. Uh, you can't go wrong with anything that dive bombs. What's, sells. what's dive bombs? What's it run for five dozen? Uh, 350. Three they might've gone up. Might be let's, like say let's say it's $400. For, for so, so you're going to need $4,000 for $4,000 for your buddies can chip in. Everybody throws in a thousand dollars and you got a lesser spread. To rival anybody else's works perfect. It's easy to put up. It's easy to store. No problem at all. It's divebombindustries.com. And check out their floaters if you hunt a lot of ponds. So go check out the boys at Pacific Custom Calls. They have made my favorite call in the entire planet, the BA Lesser Call. It is a screamer. It feels good in my hand, and it rips. So they've also got a promo code. If you want to save a little bit of money, which who doesn't, Use the promo code BHP25. You can save 25% off at checkout. They've got the best duck call on the market with the PCD, and uh, their spec calls are out of this world. They have two spec calls that you can choose from. The 530, which is one that I really like, and they also brought, they launched a brand new speckle belly call, the BBS. It's a board out speckle belly call. It is easy to run, and it sounds phenomenal. So check them out, pacificcustomcalls.com. You can look them up on Instagram, Pacific Calls, and use that promo code. It's there for a reason. BHP25. Also, check out the boys over at or the man over at Gun Dog Outdoors, Mr. Alex Langbell. Alex is in Canada shooting the piss out of the oh birds my, at me right he's now. He's wearing my speckle bellies out. There's not going to be any specs down here this year. He's going to he's he'll have killed them all. But you need the field trauma kit in your pickup truck and in your blind bag. It's got everything that you need to stitch a wound, stop some bleeding. Alex is a retired first responder, so. Everything in the field trauma kit is what you're going to need. Also, I like the quick release system. I latch Lou in, and it's got just a little pulley. Whenever I'm ready to send him, pull that off of him, and away he goes. And then when he comes back, just hook him back up. Keeps him safe and out of the line of fire. So if you've got a dog that breaks, or even if you have a dog that doesn't break, and you want to prevent an accident from happening, check out the quick release system. He's also got check cords. He's got uh, food and water bowls. He's got it all. So check them out, Gundog Outdoors. And we're brought to you by Jeff Stanfield Approved Shin Gear Waders. I'll just let you take this one, Jeff. I busted out the waders this time for the first time in probably 20 years, 25 years. 
I've never seen you in waders, so been that long. Twenty five over twenty five years. Most comfortable waders I've ever worn for sure in my life. The thing that was the comfort was the easy to get in and easy to get out. Nothing worse than putting on a pair of waders. I'm telling you right now, especially if you've got a, a belly. If you got a little muffin top going on, little, waders little are pooch. a pooch. Well, even a big pooch. Waders, the bigger the pooch, the harder it is to get them on. Pain in the ass to put off and on. These got a zipper on them. I mean, whoever's ever thought about putting a zipper in damn waders? You unzip them, you put them on, you zip it back up. The boots get on perfect. When you get done, you zip it down a little bit and you just kind of push the boot and they come right off. The best, most comfortable waders on the market. It's a once in a lifetime investment. You buy them once, you don't ever have to buy them another pair the rest of your life at shingearwaders.com. Because they have a guarantee that they will stand behind their product for as long as you stand in them. So if you put a hole in it, you send them back, they fix it and send it right back to you. So customer service is unmatched. Also brought to you by the boys over at Lucky Duck. And the ladies, I guess I should say, too. i got to quit saying just the guys. Yeah, there's a lot know, of women out there. A little, little chauvinistic. It's dove season here in Texas. It is teal season here in Texas. And uh, let me tell you, they got spinners for everything. Uh, dove, duck, uh, they got goose flappers, which are good for later in the year. Uh, but right now we're focusing on dove. And I tell you what, six, seven of those dove spinners out there, and they, they, the dove will commit like ducks. It is fa- it's fascinating to watch. Um, they've also got one of the best blinds on the market, the two by four blind. Um, if you're a predator hunter, they've got stuff for you, uh, as far as e-collars and stuff. So kind of, uh, they got, they got a wide variety of, of things that you can buy. So you should check them out at luckyduck.com. And if you're needing motion of some sort, and my favorite product of 2022 is the Lucky Duck Swimmer HDI. You put it on the water and it looks like a duck swimming in your decoys. So, unrivaled motion got a good looking wake on it and it looks fantastic i cannot wait to use it this year that is at luckyduck.com also brought to you by logan and rebel over at looking glass duck club podcast all you got to do is go to their patreon type in the looking glass podcast donate to their patreon account and you will have access to their entire library and we have a giveaway going on with them and details to follow uh it's going to be for a a three man three a three-man goose hunt Three-day goose hunt, six-man. Six-man, so, three days goose hunt, lodge and meals come in on Sunday, leave on Wednesday, get a hangout with Logan Pitt, the legend himself, Mr. Oakland Raider, Las Vegas Raider, Mr. Owen 2 Raider, as a matter of fact, at that deal at this him time. Him and I are big Raiders fans. They're big Raiders fans, big, big, big Raiders fans. So check them out at Looking Glass Duck Club Just go to, go to their Patreon, and it'll just type in their podcast, and away you go. And if you want to be comfortable this hunting season – Need to do it in the Stanfield stool made by Alpha Outdoor Industries. And they've also got a blind caddy coming up for your favorite two by four blinds. There you go. It'll hook onto your A frame blind and then you can keep all of your stuff uh, right there in front of you. The Stanfield stool is phenomenal. These guys are a machine shop. So if you've got an idea for a product that you think that the waterfowl world needs to see, I highly suggest that you get a hold of them and they can mock up whatever uh, crazy idea you might have. So uh, the Stanfield Stool, can't wait to use it. Also, we're brought to you by Bangtail Whiskey. Mr. Brandon Bing, uh, he has crafted a delicious taste in whiskey along with making some outstanding music. Uh, Bangtail Whiskey is not for the faint of heart. Bangtail embodies the select few who believe in hard work and relish in the opportunity to take a step back to enjoy the fruits of their labor. Whether relaxing for a midweek swaller or communing on the weekend with quality people, Bangtail is sure to provide a truly unique and tasteful experience time and time again. With deep southern roots, Bangtail provides a first-class, handcrafted whiskey experience. Pour a jigger of Bangtail and enjoy. 
Must be 21 years or older. Brought to you by our good friends at Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. If you need a hunt, camping trip, <laughs> buy a canoe, go to Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. No, seriously, folks. Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Me and Tony started this business 30 years ago. Proud to be in the business 30 years. Proud to be at Knox and Haskell County, Texas. If you're looking for a waterfowl hunt, I do have the week before Thanksgiving, I have an opening on Monday, Tuesday, the days before Thanksgiving, and I think I have Those the, are primo dates, oh, by the way. Premium days. And I and I have a couple of days still. I have the week before Christmas, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday before Christmas. I have room for one spot. So anyways, both of those dates, six people, private party. We can shoot geese, ducks, cranes, anything you want to do, lodging meals, pheasants, wild hogs. Uh, not even we, do a domestic hog, I guess, if you wanted one. Anyways, give us a call, 940-658-3172 at Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. And every morning at Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, we start off with dirty duck coffee. If your coffee's not the duck, it's going to suck. The Missouri Boat Ride Blend, a little bit of high velocity, gets me going every single morning out here. It's what I fill my thermos up with on those nice cold mornings in the blind. Check them out, dirtyduckcoffee.com. They've also got Instagram. They make fantastic premium roast coffee, and they've actually got a little contest going on right now so uh check out their instagram for details on it but yeah you go to their website you can order coffee ship straight to your door and it's delicious um i really 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 enjoy the missouri boat ride blend and i had sons up guns up one another one of their roasts at game fair and it was delicious also so you cannot go wrong no matter what you get from dirty duck coffee and we're brought to you by double t british kennels folks if you need a started dog you need a puppy you need your dog trained you need to call it Double T British Kennels. We had a British lab work here one time. Rhea, my dad brought it here in 1987, 88. As good a dog as I've ever been when it comes to be the disposition that they use, the looks, the drive, the smarts. You need to check out Corey and them at Double T British Kennels. Good looking dogs. Uh, they've got a stud, stud dog there. So um, check them out if you're needing a, a dog for this coming waterfowl season. They have dogs of every age and every level of training and uh, different ages. So you want a puppy, they got it. You want to start a dog, they got it definitely. So Double T British Kennels. Last but not least, we are brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. For 85 years, they have been putting ducks back into the sky for waterfowlers. Um, 80 cents out of every dollar goes back into wetlands and uh, wetland conservation and ducks. So they put uh, they put their money where their mouth is, and you don't have to worry about your dollars not going to uh, what you think they are. They're a great organization at Ducks Unlimited, and we are proud to be associated with them. I hope that you would uh, become a Ducks Unlimited member or go to one of the uh, shows that they have coming up. Spend a little bit of money with them. It puts more ducks back in the sky for us. If you go to the duck factories anywhere in the United States and Canada, and you see where the ducks are making ducks, making whoopee and sending little baby ducks down the way. Everywhere you go, there'll be a DU head sticker everywhere you go. And when you see that duck head, you know exactly what it is. It'll be a DU facility, uh, conservation area, duck factory, whatever you want to call it. That's Ducks Unlimited. Check them out at, is it DucksUnlimited.org? Uh, I think it's Ducks.org. Ducks.org. Type in Ducks Unlimited into your search engine and they'll come up. I promise. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the podcast, we are joined by the lovable giant behind boss, Mr. Zach Meyer, and uh, just shoot the shit with him. He's a really, really cool guy. Uh, he's been around the hunting industry and outdoor industry for a very long time and just get his story. It's a lot of fun talking to him. Here we go. Zach Meyer.
Alrighty. Three, two, one. Boom! And welcome to the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Hunt Proof. Go get you a Hunt Proof app. Look me up on Friends. It's Jeff Stanfield and make me your friend. Also brought to you by the geniuses, the evil geniuses at Boss Shot Shells. With, I am with, I'm lost today. Boy, I'm like all fucking confused. I'm with, to, God, I might have, there it was again. <laughs> today, I have screwed this all the way up. Who are you talking I'm with to? The, I don't know. It's like all of a sudden I can't talk. I'm tongue tied. Are you having a stroke? I don't know. I hope not. That's what happened last time. I'm with the world famous Andy Shaver. Yes. That would be you. Yes. Correct. And Minnesota's favorite son, it's got to be <laughs> Zach Meyer from Ball Shot Shells. But now, what's up? Why well, fuck that all up? You did. Yeah, you did. Something was in the news. Y'all, y'all live in Benton Harbor, don't y'all? The what? Where do y'all live at? Benton Harbor, Michigan? Oh, we're south of that. Stevensville. What Michigan. happened? Something happened in the news at Benton Harbor the other day. I was going to ask you about, and I forgot what it was. Man, I don't know. I don't follow the news a whole uh, a whole ton. It was more that Stay away from that shit. It was more that Bad fucked up you. Democratic shit. Anyways, Bad yeah. for you. When we went to Game Fair, Zach. Yep. You knew every son of a gun that walked by. How did you get from your point of graduating high school, being a stud hockey player? First of all, I don't know how you didn't end up in the NFL as a tight end. <laughs> from that to being the the big boss man at boss, how, how did that all work out? I just, uh, I don't know, man. I was always just in the mix. I liked going to game fair as a little kid. My uncle would take me. And uh, you just walk around and see you know, see the same people over and over and over and you start talking and hanging out. And that was back in the day of like the, the old school forums. So you'd, you'd talk to these guys and, and then you'd see them at that event. And just, I don't know, the Minnesota waterfall group's pretty small. It's pretty tight. Once you get into it. Boy, those forum days were something else. Oh God. Oh my goodness. You, you think Facebook is bad right now? Like the fucking forum days? Ooh, boy. Well, especially when you you could have whatever screen name you know you wanted. So yeah. guys that hide behind that shit. Totally anonymous. Yeah, so you could you could throw some major shade on people, you know. Well, that took a big back, that backfired here in Texas this weekend. Uh, this weekend, yeah, oh, big time. Wichita Falls Hershey is a predominantly a black high school in Wichita Falls, and they played Graham, which is predominantly a white town, I guess you would say, south of there. Okay, hold on. Start over. Okay. Graham and Hershey played football this weekend. Okay, okay, okay. 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 Hershey. Hershey is predominantly a black high school, and Graham is predominantly a white town, and they played. And and Hershey is very is – very, both teams have really good programs. Hershey's got three or four kids that are Division One. A couple of them are four-star. they got a running back nice. that's committed to USC and a wide receiver I think that's Committed to Texas, maybe. But anyways, someone got on a forum at Dave Campbell's football and wrote on there and said, don't bring your bananas to Graham, uh, to Graham and said something about <laughs> monkeys and all this shit. Well, in, oh the, boy. in the end of the third quarter of the game with Hershey leading 24 to 14, they throw an interception and the Hershey wide receiver, the big star athlete, tackles a kid. And he tackles him kind of hard, but it wasn't, it wasn't that big a deal. It was a tackle. Well, anyways, another kid jumps on him and starts throwing punches. All hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. Both benches clear. They have a fight. They call the game suspended and they have it declared who won, even though Hershey was ahead and the kid from Graham started the fight. Well, found out. And I'm, I'm not going to say where he's from because I, I'm not that. But I do know for a fact. Someone that wasn't from that town that has no ties to that community at all is the one that made, that made up all this shit. Well, it's come to light now who that is. That dude is going to pay out the ass for this thing before it's all said and done. 
Yeah. But it's that forum shit. Got on a football forum but and he made had all to this have, shit up. He had to have had the knowledge and uh, of Hershey and no, Graham. Right. But he doesn't live in he doesn't right. live in either one of the towns. He lives right. in a small community somewhere else. But he had in the area. he still had to know that yes. black yes. versus white and we can just but just so a little turd in the punch bowl. It's the it's the forum shit. If someone stirred right. it up, because you can be anonymous on a computer, well, somehow they tracked his ass down to find out who it is. See, we didn't have that reverse engineering when the forum was was going on. So guys would just there'd be guys they'd have several accounts. They'd have burner accounts, and they oh, just yeah, start a major major shit show. It happened out here. I mean, it was everywhere. Just people would talk shit, and there was this is just this anonymous person. You're like motherfucker. It would make yeah. me mad, but I never dwelled on it that much. It, and it's like I tell people all the time. It's like a bad review. If you work your ass off and you make a product or you're in the hunt business and you do everything you can that's impossibly in your control and things don't work out, <clears throat> all you do by uh, by arguing back and forth and debating with them is just continue it longer and longer. Let it go. It don't matter. Yeah. I mean, and now just grow up. Yeah. Grow up and get, a, get on with it. Yeah. 95% of the people see through that shit anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I remember... Back in the day, there would be like the the areas or states or whatever guys would be talking shit all the time, and then your your techie dudes back then would would look up the guy's IP address and post <laughs> that, you know. And like, <laughs> I was never smart enough to figure it out, but no, there were guys that did it all the time. I thought it was hilarious. What just put them on blast? As someone that likes to stir up shit all the time, I miss those days because I love getting on just a random forum and talking shit and pissing people off. And you do that plenty on social right now until you get the handcuffs. I am handcuffed big time. My Instagram now. If you try to follow me on Instagram, anybody wants to follow me, it's J Stanfield sixty eight. Anyways, if you go to follow me right now, they send you a picture and it says this person shares. Fake information. Fake inform false information. So beware if you're sure you really want to be friends with him. I'm serious. I've had three people send me a picture today that, about that. And that's if you try to follow me, that's what it says. And it's not false. false. It's just the it shit they don't like. False. You well, keep you keep That's classic. It is what it is though, right? Yeah. Just keep going. Do your thing. Oh, you, I don't give a shit. One you keep way saying other. that Michelle Obama has a penis. Like well, I did not, not even close she, to being. I didn't, I didn't say she has one. I said you, that hasn't proven to me she don't have one. You posted a picture on it on your Instagram where she's got a mustache and it's clearly doctored. Okay, so she's she don't have a mustache. <laughs> no. Do you did think, you take it down? Do you think no, she? Do you think she was born with born with boy parts? No. You don't think so. I don't think. You so. think she's just a hideous woman? Yeah, I mean, Andy's a fence setter. No, I'm. I'm. I just told you. Okay. Do you think she, I don't know that she had a penis or not. I don't know. But about that's that. what you I shared on your Instagram, Jeff. I said, so that's, that's I, why you're I getting said, the hammer. I said, is that true? I said, is this a true pick is all I said. I don't know that she does the truth. I don't think she had kids though. Hmm. Do you, you think those daughters are hers? Jeff, I don't know enough about Michelle Obama. I'm not a fence. I'm, I'm not a fence. I'm not sitting the fence. I'm telling you, I don't know anything about Michelle Obama. I'm sure she has pictures of her and the babies. I'm sure she does. Well, they could sure. But here's the deal. I'm not looking her up. So, I, of course, I'm not going to see any pictures of her with the baby. You know who else I hadn't seen with her baby? Hillary Clinton. I hadn't seen Nancy Reagan with pictures of her with with pictures of her baby. I don't know if Nancy Reagan ever had kids. I haven't seen pictures of Melania. Oh, well, there you go. That would make sense. I hadn't seen pictures of Melania Trump holding Barron when I've he was a baby. I've seen pictures of Melania Trump, and she was not born with a penis. I okay. promise you, she's well, a hottie. Either way, anyway, 
for the record. I, and I also saw a picture of Big Mike and Obama in a kayak, kayaking down the road. And she does not need to be wearing a bathing seat either. She has shoulders bigger than him. <laughs> She's not. A, I don't think she ever had any kids. I don't know. You can't. That's all a fake deal anyway. So anyway, okay, here, here you go. Right there. There's several pictures right there of her with her with um, um, uh, what were her kids name? Malaya or something. They're all right there. Happy little family. There you go. Can you, you can put it to rest now. Let me see them real quick. And I may owe her apology. Yeah, now he's going to fact check it again. No, no, I'm not going to fact check her, but let's see that here. Her oof, and her babies. Man, she's prettier now than she used to be, and she was, oof. Yeah, Boy, Barack was a drinker. He had to be get married with that thing. You talking about there ain't enough beer goggles in the world to tack that on. <laughs> oh, wow. Imagine being the most powerful man in the world, and you're married to someone that looks like, oh. Same with same with Bill and same with, uh, uh, well, Jimmy Carter's daughter. Oof. Not good. Mm-mm. I can't recall her. Well, she, she was nothing you'd want to check out for sure. So anyway, so Zach, we got from forums to the Obama children. So you, st- how, what was your first job in the outdoor industry? Uh, working for working for Wild Deer. After graduated college, I uh, went and did nine months doing commercial accounting, and poofta. <laughs> no bueno. You were an accountant. Uh, no, hell no, dude. You got way too much personality for that. Into that. What did you do was, there? I uh, was like monthly just tenant statements, rent statements, and all that stuff for like these property owners. So, so you, you were just trying some, to make a paycheck. Yeah, totally. I didn't know what I was doing. I was still caddying after college because I like to caddy. Mm-hmm. So I was just carrying guys' bags. And then my mom's like, dude, you're going to get your shit together and like get a job? And I'm like, I probably should. <laughs> what? Uh, why did, why didn't was, you pursue the caddy was, route a little bit further? You can make uh, a lot of money being a caddy. Dude, I was crushing it caddying at two loops a day and it's straight cash. What, well, is, what does that easy. mean? Straight catch. What's that mean? I don't understand. Well, from a tax standpoint, it was just cash. Oh, cash. I thought you said straight is a straight catch. The same I, as you with your tips that you don't Jeff, no, turn over no. to the IRS. Don't Jeff, yeah. Same shit. I'm so, I thought you were, I thought when you said, I thought you said straight catch and that was like a golf term that I didn't know about. No. Straight cash, straight moolah, greenbacks. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. But, but no, I report everything. What, what kind of okay? I've never I've played at some pretty fancy golf clubs, but I've never played where we had an actual caddy. What kind of tips is a caddy making? I mean, hundred and fifty dollar green fees. What kind of tips you making on that? Uh hundred fifty dollar green fees. I don't know on that. These are like this was like a private club right by my house. So I first caddied there when I was like twelve. Probably a horrible caddy at twelve. Like one bag just dragging, and I'm sure I'm sure it was miserable. For look those like poor Caddy, people. look like Caddyshack. I don't know. You're <laughs> you're a big guy. Like yeah. I, I doubt. I'm sure at 12 you were plenty capable of fucking carrying somebody's golf clubs. Yeah, but still, like, would, probably awful. Would they ask you like, "Hey, kid, what do I need to shoot here?" And you're like, "Fuck, I don't know." No, I just at that point you just carry the bag, and you just pretty much just keep your mouth closed. What you kind- know, but once you. Once you grow into it a little bit, you can kind of tell them just where to play it. Not what club, more or less, but just where to hit the ball. What kind of stay mo- away from it. So, what kind of tip are you talking? Are they they giving you forty bucks? No, when I I mean after school, I was probably it was probably a hundred and fifty dollar tip per per guy per round. Yeah, that's on top of your normal uh, 
like your normal rate that you got for a round, you know, but I'd carry two bags. So I'd get two of the two guys of the foursome, you know, and then the other two that I didn't carry, they'd tip, you know, so eventually they just, they'd all tip you. And then I would do two loops at two rounds a day. So you're making $500 a day. Yeah, at least. Jesus. Fuck, that's pretty And your mom money. said, when are you going to get a good big uh, job? Like, what the <laughs> fuck, mom? Yeah, I'm loaning money to dad <laughs> yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting five hundred. Yeah, I was like, okay, I guess we'll get a job. So I got one. Next time I see a 50-year-old caddy, I'm going to know that fucker's happy and doing what he wants to do. No shit. Dude, and you're walking. It's always nice out. Like, it's just good. It's easy. It's fun, and you meet, like, very interesting people. You know, so, and if you... So that's where you kind of became comfortable with, and I'm sure you were always kind of outgoing, but like watching you with clients at the boss bus, like it's very, very natural to you, but you're a fucking yeah. caddy. So that makes sense. Oh, he's doing a podcast right now. Who's coming in? There's Sarecki. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's the big boss did man. You, did you read it last night? I'm going to bet you Tenny didn't. No, I didn't. Jeff. I knew but you did wouldn't. They, did did I knew Meg it. call you today? Huh? Did I talked Meg to call you yeah, this morning? Meg talked to me this morning, but All I right, was so more, you tell me what's more important, you getting the shit you need from us or me reading an article. You reading an article because it would have meant something to me. See? What was the Jeff, article? I'm, I'm tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go up, sit down, I'm gonna read the, which one do you want me to read first? Read the, I'll, I'll read, read, the, read the first one. I am writing so an, I'm writing a column about our Lee to, Lee Chose's weekend with us, and it's gonna be along the Cletus Nolly lines, and I want I asked him. Hurt my feelings. He never even knew about it before, oh. anyway. So, and I include boss in all my These articles. Guys think I do nothing but listen to podcasts and shit, and read and read too. I thought you read. Yeah. As smart as you are, you have yeah. to read a lot. I do, but it's at weird times. Well, last night at ten o'clock would have been a weird time, but I'd appreciated it. <laughs> Jeff, I was doing something a little more important than reading your article at ten o'clock last night. I hate to tell you. Oh goodness! <laughs> wow. Jeez. <laughs> good for you read, read on a monday yeah on a what, monday which i'm hey I'm, I'm ready to write this down what am i doing go to go to split read and look up cletus yeah. nolly part one you spell it with a k or a c c c a k what the hell kind of rednecks does he think we are cletus is always with this well, i didn't know yeah yeah cletus is all right cletus and who ollie my dog Okay. Lee drank bourbon with my dog this weekend. Yep, read the first one. Then let me know what you think. Don't read the second or third one? Well, you can read all of them. There's four of them. Oh, there's four. Yep. One. Is this what you just wrote? No, I wrote this uh, last year. I wrote for Split Read. Jesus Christ. All right. All right. Go back to work. He's going to read. Yeah. He'll report. (laughs) He'll be down in a minute. He'll say, damn, Jeff, you are talented. See? The talent. Mm-hmm. So, so anyways, you're, you're making some big money. I had a chance to play at Las Vegas national with a guy. They flew out in a private jet and they invited me out to go. And I, I did not go and I've regretted it ever since. The reason I really regret it is what's that hot chick that dated Ben Roethlisberger. That was a pro golfer. Uh, the one from the bathroom. Oh, she's no, not the one from the bathroom. Oh, smoking hot chick. I can't oh, remember yeah. she was on the PGA tour. Anyways, they were doing a photo shoot with her in a bikini on the golf course. And I fucking would have been there when that happened. But anyways, they were in golf carts and he said they would, they would get the golf carts and they would drive the ball. And he said the, the caddy would take off and sprint to where the ball was. He didn't carry the bags. It was on the car and, and be there and find their ball and have it marked at the location. Every time they hit the ball. Now, did you yeah. do a lot of sprinting when you were caddying? Uh, no, I would just, I think they probably refer to that as like four caddying. So you just know where the ball is. So you'd start that whole like halfway down or probably where they're going to 
hit their drive or whatever, you know? So just try to save them time. Natalie Gublis. Was that her last name or Gublier? Oh, she's a smoke no show. No idea. Uh, she would make a new a good new mom for you, Andy, if like your mom got hit by a bus or anything. Just throwing that out there. Natalie. A lot better than uh, Britney Spears. Well, that bitch is way out there, too. So, anyways, you went, from, you went from caddying and accounting. And I can't see you as an accountant. Did you see her? Yeah, she's good looking. I told you she's a smoke show. So, you went from accounting to you got into the... So, what was your first outdoor business after this caddying job? Wild Deer. Well, yeah, Wild Deer. So, worked for Uline for a couple of years selling packaging, which was phenomenal experience and you uh you learn to be disciplined and organized and everything else and then got an opportunity to go work for wild deer did that thing uh what was it almost 10 years i think and then this started to go so how did you meet how did you meet brandon was it just at a, like a like a like game fair or something like that and y'all just hit it off or what or was he a customer no, I, wild I didn't i hadn't met him um you know, talking to Corey um, Loeffler, he was talking to Brandon, and then he was like, hey, I want to launch this brand, shell, whatever. How do I do it? So then Corey was kind of like the conduit between that. So I had eventually talked to Brandon. This is probably like four or five months into everything. Um, so that's how we met. Um, met in person, and it was cool. It was awesome. Week after it was week after a game fair, and then so you were you were in Minnesota when you were doing wild deer, weren't you? Yeah. And then you moved. Yeah. Then you moved to Michigan. Yeah, we, me and the wife and the kids, uh, we moved out here. It'll be two years in Thanksgiving. Was that a hard sell? Uh, not really. I mean, the area is nice. We I brought her out here a couple times, and you know, we kind of just cruised around and. Looked at everything. It's nice. It's really nice here. We're really close to the lake, Lake Michigan. Obviously, that is. Um, it's only seven hours back to Minnesota, so it's not like we're incredibly far away. You know, if you're married to a smoke show like Zach Meyer, you don't mind moving with him anywhere. You say, hey. you say, yes, sir. Where's That's Where's right. my bag gonna go? Hey, she just said, honey, if you want to move to Siberia, she said, I'll have the track the truck pack. Just let me know. That's That's how that works. How much can I take? Yeah. Is your wife going right. to enjoy One. us? Is she going to enjoy us in Mexico, you think? My wife, yeah. Yes. She'll uh, she'll think you guys are full of a bunch of bullshit like me. And it, uh, it's all, it's like-minded peeps. That's right. That that's makes for a good time. Now, I want to go back to the golf. Cause, because uh, we had Nickum on here, and he said you rope-a-doped him. And you took some money away Nick from him. Nickum is not. He cannot <laughs> hit a golf ball. You stole <laughs> money from him at Top Golf. he said. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Right out he of his pocket. He's the one who made the bet. <laughs> he so said, what, you, "What did y'all bet?" He said, "You rope doped him." I told him I'd pay his entry fee into the calling contest the next day, and he's like, "Hell yeah, dude! I got a free entry into whatever contest it was." <laughs> then he went and took a piss and came back out, and I was like, "All right, you ready? You want to do it?" And he's like, "Yeah, let's do it." So I just hit one, and I was like, "Boom! Give me my money." <laughs> <laughs> What'd y'all do? Who could hit it the farthest? Longest drive. Yeah. What'd you hit it? Yeah, you know how Nickham is. He's all running around, thinks he's a big, big shot. And like, dude, you got to pop that little pin cushion every now and again. How far did you hit it? He called it a piss I missile. No. He calls it a piss missile, is how he yeah, describes he it. Call it a piss missile. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's fun to mess with. 
You can get him going in like two seconds. <laughs> Zero to a hundred. Oh yeah. With yeah. Yeah. So did you play a lot of golf like in your off time? Cause you get, like, you get like a free membership, don't you? You can just go out and play on like off days. We could, we, we got to play when the club was closed. It was Mondays. So we got to play on Mondays. That was another reason I didn't want to like have a normal gig is like we could go play Monday and then you just run around, you know, and keep going and pretty much caddy Tuesday through Saturday. Andy worked at a golf course too, but his experience was a little different than yours. I did. I I were I was on the uh, grounds crew and I fucking loved it. It was awesome because you would show up to work at like five. You would yeah. work until one, and then you had the rest done. of your day to be do whatever you like. Be a college kid. Go to the pool. Go you know exactly. fuck off. Do whatever you want. Tell, tell me about T Rex, Andy. Oh, uh, we had this guy. So there was an eclectic bunch, like. These were career guys. Yeah. Like I oh, was yeah, there, I was there for a summer and there were guys that had been there their entire Lifers. lives. Yes, yes. Hundred yeah. percent. And uh so I yeah, it was a summer and I was like, I, I don't really know what I want to do. I knew I didn't want to wait tables or anything like that. So a buddy of mine had actually done the same thing at a different golf course, but so I was like, fuck it, I'll you know, I'll do it. And uh who's he yelling at? Uh, Dirk looks like oh, poor Dirk. So anyway, I, uh, I, 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 uh, I show up and then like one of the guys, cause you know, you don't know anything. You don't know how any of the equipment works. So you get teamed up with guys and then you, uh, there was a guy there. He had had too many DWIs. So the, the judge let him, he would just serve his sentences on the weekend so like instead okay. of going to jail for like six months or whatever, he would yeah he had like two years of weekends. So he'd get off. He, I'll never forget it. Friday <laughs> afternoon, he'd check himself into county jail, and then he would check himself out Sunday at like six, and then he'd be at work Monday morning to start cutting greens and shit again. Yeah. So then there was this other guy, and he came on like halfway through the summer. He had like a nub for an arm. Little bitty, like well, he had one regular size arm and he had like one T Rex arm. He that's, was a that's what I imagined when you guys said it, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he was a weed eating son of a bitch with that one good arm. Like he had this one, like kind of hung up here, like in his sleeve or whatever. And then he would take that fucking weed eater and like he would just he would just go to town. Like that right fucking on. weed eater swinging. Somebody knows him that's listening to this. To I got you. a picture of him not long ago. Somebody oh, listen, yeah, somebody listened to a podcast. He works on like a road crew in Lubbock now. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it's the craziest thing. This guy works on a road crew and he's like, hey, is this the guy? I'm like, that's fucking him. He's got that's a lot of bit up frustrations. He ain't ever been able to jack off his whole life. Yeah, he's not switching hands at least, but he <laughs> no. would. And he'd like he'd like crank it up. He'd crank. He didn't even need anybody to crank up the weed eater. Like one arm and the fucking just, ring, and then yeah. he'd go to town. Oh, here we go. Someone sent you a picture from the road crew. That's great. He loved it. You should get him on. Why would you oh, get man. him on? Didn't you have another it. guy that would go to the strip bars? Yeah. So then there was another guy, Norris. I'll never forget Norris. <laughs> he had to be there early. Well, he lived outside of Lubbock like 30 minutes. So the way you come, the way he comes to the golf course, you have to drive right past the strip club. Well, it yeah. closes two o'clock or whatever. And, you know, by the time yeah, the strippers so spend the night there, he would, he would leave his house uh, early enough so that he could watch the strippers leave the bar and walk to their car. And then he'd like, he'd talk to me like I'd fucking know the strippers names. Like, tell you what. 
that old Candy, I don't know her, her, her and her old boyfriend. I don't know what they got going on, but they were screaming and hollering at each other in the parking lot. I'm like, God damn. Oh, boy. <laughs> fucking weird. What's your old vehicles? Yeah, that one in that Chevy Blazer. Like, whoa, dude. Pump yes. the brakes. Yes, he had them all. He knew what time they left. It was weird. It was a weird deal, but I loved it. It was the best summer of my life. Like, I had a fucking blast. It's fun. I mean, it's fun, kind of mindless work, but depends. Like, just depends what you want to do. And then I'm, I made everybody mad because uh, I have all my teeth. And at the time, I had a college education. Well, I still got my college education, but I just graduated. And uh, they put me in charge of cutting greens like a weekend. Right away. And that's primo. Yes. Yeah. You got your shit together. So there were guys that had been there four or five years. You know, they're checking themselves in and out of county jail. And here I am. I mean, I'm cutting fucking greens <laughs> one, seven, nine, and 15. And they're, they're you know... Right. They're weed eating with T Rex. There's a there's a lesson the lesson to be learned here. Zach, how old are you? Thirty five. Uh, what am I? I'm thirty six. Thirty six. Andy, you're thirty five. Yep. Both of you guys are successful. Both of you live life basically by a good set of rules, and and y'all have good lives. You also have both had work ethic. So if you're a young person, fifteen, sixteen, and I know there are some young kids that people let them watch this and listen to this without the parental controls. Learn from these two guys. Find you something you like to do, but work. And even if you take a job working at a golf course when you're 15 years old, you're thinking, oh, that's going to suck. You can learn a lot from that. That's but make fun. people a good hand and make the most of it, and you can parlay that into something in life. But it's called work ethic. And both of you yeah. guys have good work ethic, and that's why. My favorite job when I was growing up is I worked at a freaking – I worked as a milk swamper on a dairy truck. It was a lot of fun. I didn't make no fucking money. And then I worked at right. a furniture store when I was 19 years old for about three or four years. And I learned a lot about customer service, but it was a fun job because the people you work with are fun. But it's also different when you're not really sitting on your future and you work with people and that's what they're doing for a living. And you get in there and you learn from them guys and you enjoy being around them. Mm -hmm. So the, one yeah. of the most depressing days there was the day that I was leaving. Cause it was like, a lot, like Jeff said, a lot. This is a career for a lot of guys, and it was just like this summer thing that I did and loved. And like, yeah, you just thought it was three months. You're like, ah, whatever. Yeah. To them, it was everything. Can't lose that yeah. fucking job. So I don't know. Perspective, you know? No, big time. Like in uh, summers of like college and all that, I was working for the city. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Loved every second of it. Was supposed to be on like the Mo crew. Didn't make the mo crew. Ended up going on the tree tree crew, and I knew I figured that shit out. Why after? Good like I'm, I'm that guy. They called me lunch bitch. Like they just <laughs> steal my lunch and snacks. Lunch <laughs> bitch. They got to sit. They got all the equipment. I'm sitting there running around like manual labor. That's fine. And then from there, I ended up going to uh, going to the water department, which is a sexy way of saying sewer department. <laughs> <laughs> and did did that dude i loved it loved every second of it did y'all have shit grates that y'all had to clean there oh every one of them oh oof. worked uh worked on the jetter for like two summers we had a guy fall in our shitter here one time in the uh, slurry deal that spins around lucky he didn't drown oof. oh it was yeah it was a bad deal pain work for the city and he called me and told me me and Michelle were going somewhere, and we were going to the airport. He called up. He said, well, it's a bad day at the city. I go, what happened? And he, I'm not going to mention the guy's name. He goes, well, he fell in the in the slurry deal. I said, the shit deal? Yeah. Yeah, we just barely got him out. I was like, God almighty. 
So he got out, and the first thing he asked for is where his cigarettes were. Oh, <laughs> Ruined his smokes. I, I suppose they're probably a little wet. <laughs> but evidently, there's like grinders. I've, I didn't work there, but there's grinders that grind all the shit up, and that's where he was headed to. Had no, had nobody been out there like that, that would have been how he met his demise. No. Yeah. The- so if you, if you, and then if you flush other bullshit down, like, and you'll see all of it, literally, um, like that stuff will get stuck or caught in there. And then you obviously got to go, oh, yeah, it's lovely. Oh, boy, that's tough. But what a way to yeah. die. Like, that's uh, how, how, how do you oh. die? Oh, he's at the bottom of the shit pit. It ground him up. Oh, like, best case, <laughs> best somebody, case. Somebody dies every year that way. Best case scenario is you get ground up and you don't drown on air, on the town's shit water. Like, or hit your head on the ladder falling down inside the manhole and hopefully you get knocked out before. Just grind my terrible, ass up and be done. Terrible last memory. Mm. The dining up the shitter deal would be don't, burning up in a car fire. But just knowing, close, like, what a horrible way to go. You're breathing in just the, the towns. You're swallowing everybody. Everything. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, everybody's jizz rags. Yeah. Oh my tampons, god! Tampons, co- condoms, whatever people flush, like that's going in the mouth. Oh. Yeah, all of that. So after we left the city and the deal, we got to Wild Gear. You worked Wild your Ear. Wild Ear, and you worked your way up there, and then you come to work for Boss. Yep. yep. And you, you're, and you're the you're the main cog at Boss now. Who's the hardest employee no. you have to deal with here? Say that one more time. Who's the hardest employee that you have to deal with here? Uh, we don't really have a hard employee or a difficult employee. That's where we're pretty fortunate. Everyone, we're so small that like everyone just kind of jumps in, has everyone's back, you know, that's honestly, not, it's just trying to manage the, some of the outside vendors. And, you know, we had crazy supply chain bullshit. It seems like since the last two years, which feels like forever, um, just staying up on all that stuff, you know, and just working through everything and the, the different seasons, different products. You uh, gave a really nice politically correct answer because I asked little Sarecki about it at uh, <laughs> Squad Fest, and he told me there were some people that are a pain in the butt up there. But that's from a 14-year-old boy's stat, you know, standpoint. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he takes over, you know, these people better watch out. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Their job is not coming in, coming in with the hammer. And like, <laughs> Their job is not safe. You went to Canada recently. What was What all did y'all chase up there? Uh, yeah, we went, I think, two weeks ago. Uh, shot mostly specs and some ducks and then some honkers. So. Okay, have you was, been to this part of Canada before? Not this part. I'd been about an hour and a half away from this part. Okay. Further did, east. We were west, out west. Did you shoot speckle bellies at this place an hour and a half west like you shot at this place? Uh, no. Fuck. I'm telling Jeff right now, and and the things that I've seen on uh, Instagram, everybody is shooting specs right now, and a lot of uh, them. And there was a shit pile up there, and they'd been there for probably a, maybe a week before we got there. Um, yeah, and the boys are smashing daily, and they get pictures in the office. It's like, uh, yeah, our, lovely. Our, our, our specs come from a unique area, though. Our specs come from a small no. area in Alaska. Yes, they do. Okay, but why? What, what? Who's to say that the specs that we shoot from Alaska aren't spreading out in Canada right now and just getting the piss beat out of them? And I, then by the time when the, the, I th- my my theory is going into the year, we're gonna have fucking educated birds. 
Because everybody, everybody is shooting a lot of specs right now. And they're barred up. They're beautiful. I saw some of the pictures that y'all shot up there. And I mean, it's just, I, 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 I'm, I'm worried what our early specs are going to look like. Yeah. I think they get hunted pretty hard, you know, and then they changed the, the, uh, the limit up there too. So like guys are obviously like targeting them and, you know, folks want to go up there and shoot them. So it's, you know, it's, I'd say if you're on the kind of that Midwest side and that's like a, a bird you want to go chase, then you're, and you want to go do it early. You're going to go out there and go do it. You know, what were the limits on specs? Eight, eight, and you can shoot your eight Canadas. No, that that would count against your dark. So it's just eight darks. Yeah, and okay. eight ducks, and is it two cra- five cranes in Canada? Five, five cranes. Yeah, did y'all shoot any cranes? Uh, we did. We shot a couple. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was a pretty unique way of chasing chasing or killing them. Um, and I won't share because it it's. It's their trick, but uh, it's a midday deal. I'll put it that way. So it doesn't really interrupt or interfere with your, you know, your morning or your evening scout. Had you hunted with Lee ever before this trip, or have you hunted with Lee a lot? Yeah, I've, I've hunted with him a couple times. Um, yeah, there's probably five or six different trips there for sure with him. Lee is a very patient man. Oh, incredibly. Yeah, when when incredibly this this weekend with him here and watching the way he did things and the way he sacrificed his body with the stickers down here was absolutely amazing. It's nuts. Did he tell you about the stickers yet? No, but it's it doesn't surprise me at all. Did he? Did he? (laughs) Did he just lay down and then catch one? Laid in a sticker patch. If if you took a sticker (laughs) per acre, we probably were at about fifty five thousand stickers per acre in this place we hunted. He laid down in them. Tony had a board from some construction work that he put down so he could lay on it. He jumps in my tr- in the murder wagon, which is what I call my vehicle that I drive. He jumps in the murder wagon and he goes, "Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> yeah, no, there's yeah. one on my ass." And then he and then he stood up. He's like, "Oh, sh- it's on the other cheek now too." And he had a sticker on each ass cheek. I'm sending yeah, you a totally. picture right now of Lee working, and uh, so that's after he had already laid down. We found a board in the back of Tony's pickup, and. Uh, so like he just laid. You can see on the bottom of his shoe right there, like it's oh, it's covered, all over his shoes and his laces. It's covered yes. in stickers. So like he just he just sat down in that shit to to get the shot, and then Tony's He's like, an animal. hold and then on, it's no second. wonder he doesn't have any shoulders or knees left. Yeah, oh, I picked up his camera. Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah. some bitch weighs four hundred and twelve pounds. I didn't know they made a camera that weighed that much. <laughs> then I unloaded his bags at the airport. Good God Almighty! And I carried part of them in for him and left him there for him at the lobby. You know how they you can't they can't get back to a certain point. But I was like, God Almighty, how do you haul this shit around? He goes, Well, usually Luke goes with me. I was like, well, I can tell why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, running carts and yeah, I think his baggage like Delta gives you fifty pounds. I think that like he laughs at that. Like, <laughs> all right, sounds good. Here's my two hundred pound sack, and you're like, bro, what is in here? Yeah. I picked him up uh, on Thursday when he got here and I saw him and he, he was going back inside. So I just like, I whip around and I start loading up his bags and I'm like, I get, I pick up his first bag and I'm like, somebody's going to call the fucking cops on me. I mean, <laughs> fucking, this could be a drug deal. Like I'm stealing luggage. Cause you know, he, all, all it is is this old Willie Nelson looking dude walks up with bags, sets them on the curb. And then this fucking Ford pickup, 
wheels in and just ass hanging out in the road and just starts shovel, yeah. shoving the bags in. I'm like, oh, this is this is gonna be very yeah, fun to look, explain. This will look great on a surveillance camera. Yeah, yeah. So then, luckily, he comes out and he says, "Hey, quit touching my bags," which made the situation much better. Hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, quit touching my bags. I'm like, oh fuck. I was already worried about this, and now I got yeah. a, now I got an old man, you know, throwing a fit that I'm touching his bag. So textbook. Yeah. So, How uh, how's your dub season been? It's been a good season. We've had uh, we had a great weekend this weekend. Yeah, and the nice. week the week before on the group we had a great weekend. We've had it, it, I'm going to say out of one to ten, I'm going to say it's been an eight all year long. It's been really good. I had one group here that had pretty slow hunts on their Friday, Saturday, and Sunday hunts. It's just one of them random deals where that was the one yeah. group that everywhere we'd take them to, something happened. But and they were small. They were a group of twelve people here when we had thirty or forty other people here, but other groups. But other than right. that, that's the only group I can think of that didn't have pretty solid shooting. But the last two weeks have been just outstanding. I mean, crazy good. good. And the group that was here when uh, Lee was here, they s- just completely f- slaughtered the birds. And um, it's, it, was, it was a good weekend. We done good. We do a lot of corporate stuff. 30, 40 people booked the whole lodge themselves. And I like those kind of groups. Solid. And uh, I think uh, Lee had a really good time. We shot a lot of birds. We tested for some product. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about that. Are we allowed to talk about that, or is that off nope. limits? Let's hold it for now. Okay. Top secret. But in, anyways, that uh, those turbo laser deals that we were doing, it was a good time. The nets. <laughs> but the no, nets. it was yeah. it was a, a good time. Lee's a hell of a shot too, but he is a very patient person. Yeah, very much so. And so, um, Sarecki asked yeah. me this. He asked how Jesse did, and I said she's a better shot than Andy is, and she is. She was shooting a four ten. She was stu- she was stoning them. That's that's solid. <clears throat> I, I'm not that good solid. shot though. You, you need to work on your shooting, Andy. I had the one highlight reel shot, you know, fifty yards going away. But aside from that, it was a pretty poor weekend for. I, I think world famous. I think in the that on Saturday, and on Sunday, no, we hunted Friday after. When did we hunt with Lee? Friday. Friday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, because it rained Saturday Yeah, morning. Friday and Saturday. I think with Lee we shot Friday a, morning. I think right. we shot around 170 dove probably. With Lee, yeah, deals. that sounds pretty damn good to me. I mean, we just don't, we don't even have a dove season here in Michigan. I t- we put out lucky duck spinners and we told him, I said, it's gonna be just like shooting ducks. And then they come right into them decoys. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good time. Sitting on a chair or bucket, just yeah. kind of out in the opener. How are you guys setting it up? Well, that's the first thing we did. He's like, Do I need camo? I said, No. Face paint? I said, Shit, no. We parked the vehicles where they make shade. So you park your vehicle where the sun's behind you, and then I sit in my Stanfield stool and sit right in the front of it and put – we had four four Lucky Duck spinners that were, what, 25 yards in front of us maybe? Yeah. And them ducks – them dove will spin around. They would come mm-hmm. around us and spin around and come right in and land on them. That's awesome. It's pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. sounds like a fun time there for sure. It, it, it is a good time. It's better than the old-fashioned ways of dove hunting where you used to try to get in the flight line. Yeah. You know, they fly here, so you go down here. And I'm going to tell you what, on Friday night, the north wind hit at about 30 miles an hour, and it was not easy to hit a dove with flying 30 miles an hour. <laughs> I'm sure not. <laughs> so what do you shoot? Are you a 12-gauge guy still, or now that you got boss, are you? Or have you gone to the sub-gauge culture? Uh, I shot a 28-gauge that entire time up in Canada, shooting that 3.5 shell. And I never once felt like I was undergunned. Really? 
No. But mostly shoot a 20 gauge. I'll, I'll go down to a 28 if, if it's right. And I mean, most of the time, if, if I'm going with buddies, it's more or less like the shell share thing, right? So it's right. like bring like what gun or gauge are we going to kind of bring and use? So if a guy does need to bum shelves, you can. You don't want to be that one clown out there with the different, like something different. <laughs> I'll never shoot nothing but a 28 gauge from now on. What about a 20? Nope. Not even a 20? Nope. I will shoot a 28 gauge. I am going to go dove hunting tomorrow evening with the boys. We are? Yeah, we need to go dove hunting with the boys tomorrow evening. And I'm going to shoot the 410 with three. So he'll shoot it and let Jesse shoot the 28. I'm gonna buy yeah, another. I'm gonna buy another 28 gauge, but I will never shoot nothing but a 28 gauge on my own, whether I'm goose hunting, crane hunting, duck hunting, or dove hunting. Wow, uh, there's no sense in it. I can shoot 28 gauge fives at geese and cranes, or three, I can three shoot five. go three five or whatever. Well, just fives. I'm a good enough shot. I don't need the threes. Just fives will work. No big deal. Yes, no big deal. You just got to hit them. All of a sudden, I've gotten this passion to want to hunt again. It's happened just since we teal hunted this year. And I haven't dove hunted. I have not dove hunted more than just every once in a while to go in the last 10 years. And man, I had such a good time. I want to go Wednesday again. But uh, why'd you get the bugger? What got you going? I, I don't know. But all of a sudden, I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's the weight loss. I've got more energy. I think yeah. looking back now, I seen where I was not doing shit because I was a fat, lazy bastard. <laughs> now I'm just a fat bastard, not fat and lazy both. But I think that that hundred pounds is make my took my lazy out of me, and I want to do more stuff like that. Like I don't yeah, want to. Cool. I don't want to go climb the Rocky Mountains to shoot a fucking Rocky Mountain goat. There ain't nothing like that. I I could lose another hundred pounds and be on cocaine, and I'm not doing that shit. But I would. <laughs> I would. I just. I think there's a just there's a new desire to want to go. I told yeah, Douglas Spell. Good. I told Douglas Spell on the phone today. I said, "Listen, we are going to Canada with Lee and Ramsey." Next year in October, we're going to get the dates figured out. Ramsey's getting this all figured out for us, and we're going. Andy, I've already cleared it with his wife. We're fucking going. We're just going. I told him, I said, listen, and Andy got work to go, so we're going. So don't, don't know, bit, you know, if she bitches at him, I don't care. She ain't going to bitch at me about it. And actually, I think your yeah. wife probably gripes at me more than she does you anyways. No, well, I don't do anything wrong, Jeff, so of course. Well, I do. Yeah. I do a lot. He's a saint. Yeah. And so, Michelle, while you're listening to this podcast, I'm letting you know that our trip to New York next year or go see the leaves, we're going to go a week earlier somewhere so we can go with the guys can go hunt. Do you go to Canada every year? Uh, I mean, I, I hadn't for two, what is was it, two years? COVID. But, yeah, typically, yeah, me and, me and buddies would always kind of go up. There's five or six of us that would make the trip up, you know, going out of Minneapolis, making the drive. It's not. I mean, it's far, but it's not. It's not. You just rotate drivers and everyone stay fresh. But we're also the type that would drive through the night and show up at the, you know, the kind of the first scouting spot and start watching it. So the first day was always kind of a bear, but trying to just make make best use of vacation and time not home. It's like this is how you got to do it. So now, is it all DIY or do you have people that you go with up there? Uh, with my uh, buddies from back home would be pretty much just DIY our own deal and just go cruise. But I mean, no outfitters and no buddies up there, but typically try not to mess with any of their stuff. What, uh, what was this year? Did you see uh, a bunch of ducks this year or was it mainly geese at y'all or were you not even going after ducks? Ducks hadn't, they weren't really down yet. Um, in the area we were in, it was pretty dry too. So that didn't, 
you didn't see a whole ton of ducks like spread out, you know, so they're really like a couple handful big pieces of water. Um, so the ducks that you did see were obviously all over it. Um, but it was most, it was mostly just big spec numbers and crane numbers too. So oh, I'm fucking, there's a lot. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous about what this is going to do to our specs. You guys are going to dick with them up there and they're not going to be worth a shit down here for us. Uh-uh. No. No, they won't. No, they won't be. Now, what were the cranes? Were the cranes, did they act, did you get into them pretty good? I know you can't tell us how you did it, but I mean, did you? No, we didn't. Them? No, I mean, we didn't have like a, like a barn burner, like shoot them up, hunt everyone. We only hunted them twice though, you know? So, um, the ones that did it, you know, it's, they're just, they're cool to watch. Feet hanging yeah, down. Exactly. And... It's nuts. Yeah. From, you know, like, they were pretty tall too when they started that. It wasn't like they were, you know, 100 or 200 yards up in the air. They were little dots. Right. Um, how did the three, how do you think the three five took hold? Because Lee was saying that that's something that y'all never really push, but it's, it's one of your most, might be the most popular boss load. Where did it come I from? It's, I think it's, well, you know, originally we kind of made that shell for, for outfitters. Um, so outfitters could have it and just, you know, the hope was just, Hey dude, have one shell mm -hmm. that you got to keep track of inventory wise. And no matter what you're hunting or shooting, this is the shell, um, which that's what it was back in the start. And then all of a sudden it just kind of picked up a bunch of speed and momentum and guys love it. You know, it's just so versatile. You can go shoot anything with it. Now, granted, it's way overkill on your small upland stuff, you know, but at the same time, it's it's a waterfall shell, really. Yeah, I, I think that it it, it I think you somehow it. hacks into the to the consumer's mind that they're getting a bargain like two for one. They're getting a two for one deal like they can shoot. They can shoot geese with it and they can shoot ducks and they're not really yep. sacrificing anything. Whereas no, back in the steel mentally. days, you had to have twos and BBs or whatever, and then you would get yeah. sixes for ducks, and you always had to keep track of like what you need. But with this, it's versatile. You can use it for whatever. When back in the yeah. old, 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 that old, old, old days, back when I used to guide, even <clears throat> you'd have ducks come into the spread, and everybody you'd hear the guns click, 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 click. Everybody's unloading guns and trying to load right. them back up, and that's when I just started shooting twos all the time i shot it at everything because i got sick and tired of trying back and forth but i was telling lee the other day i remember shooting t and f shot when steel first came out <clears throat> it was that shitty to shoot it that's crazy yeah, and that, but that's what I mean, you had I, to I do remember seeing yeah seeing that stuff and shooting it just i don't know garbage that three five it's a happy medium you know and like i think mentally you have the confidence that you have the right shell uh, and then you obviously go make the shots and you're you know, you see the, you kind of see the end result and you're obviously happy with it. Now, let me ask you, because were you this big gun guy before you got to boss? Because I get some questions and I'm like, number one, why does this even matter? And number two, I have no fucking clue because I just run a full choke and that's what, I mean, that's it. I mean, I, for yeah. waterfowl. Obviously, I switched to improved, uh, but like, yeah, no, I, I get I so many questions. I get some questions. I'm like, I didn't even know this was a fucking thing in the gun world. Right? Yeah. Oh, I there's questions that come in daily that I'm like, 
Uh, I have no clue. I'm not a gunsmith, you know, like let's go shoot ducks and geese. Right. I'll tell you what works for me, but that just because it works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for the next person or everyone. So everyone's got different styles and techniques and that's fine. That's perfect. For me, it's, I have a old Benelli, old black Eagle one and it's beat to shit but it's cool and if you take care of it and clean it and try to replace like the parts that wear out on it no different than preventative maintenance on a vehicle like it'll work and take care of itself so yeah I, i don't get into the whole like nerd out culture on these on these guns like it's a shotgun it's not a long range rifle Boy, some people do though. Like, there's questions, and oh, I'm big like, time. I'm like, uh, I, uh, and I mean, I'm such a knuckle dragger. I'm like, I put three in, and the safety works, and I pull the trigger. <laughs> right. That's yeah. that's basically all I know about this. I can change the choke. Aside from that, like, I don't know about your fucking drop or what. I don't even know what the you know the the different chokes. I don't even know how much they tighten them or anything like that. It's just. Yeah, I mean, I've I've obviously had to familiarize myself with a lot of that, but like, as far as like, like the fit of a gun um, and length of pull and all that, like, I've got fitted for like guns before as far as our measurement, and like now just to have a reference point. Like, I haven't had a gun fit me size wise since I've been like eight. <laughs> so yeah. you you just deal with it, and you figure it out, and you you learn how to shoot it. You know, that's, that's what I was going to ask. Like, do you look awkward when you're shooting a 28 gauge? Like you got this little pea shooter and it's a toy gun. Like it's a toy, you're, it's you're a this, little baby gun. You're this big guy. Yeah. I was there. We were up in, uh, we we're in Canada as actually FaceTime and fighter. Uh-huh. Um, he was out fishing. He's like, how's it going? I was like, I pretty good. Like, give me like 20 seconds here. We had a little group working. I just held my phone in my left hand and, Shot with my right, shot him on FaceTime with Fighter, and as he's ripping a giant dagger, and <laughs> like, cool, see you, dude. <laughs> you gotta look. You gotta They're look fun. Little... I mean, the the benefit to that twenty and twenty eight gauge, it's like just there's no recoil to it, you know. So shot two and three is as good as your first shot, you know. So you can stay on target or stay on the birds, and just you're way more e- efficient, effective, and then it's like, okay, we killed him. Let's get out of this field and. You know, either hit the pavement or let the birds like relax and you're not shooting in all these groups. If you've had shoulder surgery or neck surgery and the recoil bothers you, the 28 gauge, that's the biggest selling point on the 28 gauge. Yeah. Now, my 12 gauge over under with y'all's 12 gauge sevens, slap shit out of you. But the 28 gauge don't bother me at all. And that's why that's one right. reason I'm getting older too. That's another thing is you get older and the older guys, I think the 28 gauge, you're fixing to see a huge resurgence in it all across our country with, because of the boss, because you can shoot anything with it and it's so much easier on your shoulders. Yeah. I, I mean, I would agree a hundred percent. Yeah. And after too. 150 rounds this weekend through mine, that was not that bad. That was enough. Yes. Now you also played hockey. Did you, you played in college? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, growing up. I mean, I think everyone you have to in Minnesota. It's, it's if you're required. from Minnesota, you have to play hockey. Required by law. I played football, hockey, baseball growing up. Is that tell him the story about you uh, taking care of the old bully who was picking on the kid on the ice in the on the summer oh. in the summer hockey league? 
Yeah, it's a sun. It was a Sunday night league, at like ten o'clock ice, cheap ice, and there was this dude on the other team. He was an old guy, like old like Jeff, like running around <laughs> running his mouth, putting into it, like chasing the little kid on our team, and jacked him a couple times. Like, dude, relax. Like it's Sunday. We all are going to work tomorrow, and this might have been my commercial uh, real estate accounting days. <laughs> It's like, relax, dude, chill out. And he did it again. And I was like, dude, that's it. I'm over it. So, so how old were you at this time? Oh, 23, 24. Oh, oh you were, you were a thumper. You're so just a kid. Yeah. He was the goon. He, you checked his ass, didn't you? Yeah. I grabbed him and threw him around a little bit. I just don't like bullies. Like, dude, stop. Now, when you say little kid, little guy, like he was, he, he was the shifty one on the team. Like he's the, un- he was your size, yeah. Andy. Yeah. He's like, this dude's probably five nine, maybe a hundred and seventy pounds. That's me. Yeah. I'm a little taller than that. Well, I saw the guy. I saw the guy at game fair. He walked by and <laughs> Zach growled at him. That motherfucker took off walking real fast. The guy that you checked. Hey, I did. I did see him yes, driving. I was out. right by you when you did. You said, "Oh, there's that fucker right there that tried to be the bully yeah. to the kid." Yeah, I saw him driving out again. He's a nice <laughs> dude. And funny shit is, like, I ended up hunting with him two or three years <laughs> after the fact. Really. And, that was it. Didn't didn't even say anything about it. I don't know if he remembered or recognized or whatever. But well, no, see, I just yeah. I don't like people picking on people. It's bullshit. He's gonna listen to this now. And he thought, mother, that's a big some bitch at boss. I didn't realize that's a guy that punked me around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How far he's come. So do you have yeah. to? You have is that is that just protocol? You have to pull the jersey up over their head, or is it just no, happen usually, that way? Usually, there's a strap like your fight straps on the back of the jersey, which is supposed to be looped and hooked to like the breezers which are like the the top pants so you don't get jerseyed um now you just don't want to get jerseyed then you can't see and you get hit in the head because <laughs> that's that's like that's like the move everybody goes over the top and then pulls yeah 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 and then it's just all uppercuts For sure, it just doesn't happen yeah i mean if you totally go lose your shit then yeah you can try to jersey the guy i mean they, it doesn't happen all that often though so do the refs know when this is about to happen and then they just stay out of the way? Like, listen, let's let these guys tire themselves out and then we'll break it up. Yeah, I mean, good refs, but you'll see it all the time. Like, so it's preseason right now in the NHL. So these guys are running around, like trying to make the team. Okay. So like these bubble guys, like if that's their role, then if you're not like a 30 goal scorer, it's like, dude, you're going to have to fight your way onto this team. But they're changing the game. So then these refs are like, they mix this shit up and get into it and break these fights up way too quick. And then these refs end up getting punched. And it's like, well, I could have told you that was going to happen. <laughs> You're talking like big dudes, man, like pissed off. Yeah. Like the last thing you want to do is like just wiggle your way in. You're going to catch one. Yeah. Which a, a ref did like a week ago. Because you're a big guy. I don't know. I've, I've never seen a hockey player in person, but you're a big guy. Are, are most of them your size? Uh, I bet you they're bigger than me, oh, like the fighter guys. Really? Shane, Shane Churla was about your size. He hunted with me years ago. And what, and you're 6'6", six, 6'5"? Six, six, no, I'm only 6'3". Six, six, three. Yeah. 6'3"? Six, Shane was probably about 6'3", probably about 250. Was a big fucker. Toughest son bitch I've ever if, seen if in you my want, life. If you want hockey and, and hunting stories, I will, uh, I'll try to put a put a guest on it for you. Well, good. Ooh, I'd love to. Good That'd deal. be awesome. I, um. Uh, we, we I hunted the guy that played for the North Stars, and then they moved to Dallas. It's Shane Charlotte, and he was their fighter guy. And he was he was your size. 
I used to tell everybody all the time he's Tony's size, but at about four inches taller for Tony. He was a big guy like that. Well, and you're doing it on ice. Yes. It's and not like you can set your feet. When you see a blow coming, you can't like set your feet and kind of brace it. Like you're on, you're no, on you have two edges to pick from. It's yep. like you're either going to eat it and then hopefully give one back, or it's like this is it's probably it. And wham. Shane, Shane come on a, was coming on a hunt like a Monday and Tuesday. Well, on Saturday night, he got his ankle broke playing in the game. So I was not expecting him to be here Sunday. And Sunday night at dinner, here he comes in. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? He said, well, shit, we're going to hunt, aren't we? I said, yeah. And they put him on injured reserve or whatever. I don't know much about hockey. But they had done surgery on him like Saturday night and put pins in his ankles and shit. And he carried a bag of decoys into the field. Like, I mean, tough yeah. as hell. I was like, yeah, animal, almighty. absolute warrior. Oh. That's the cool part about like small town Canada too, is when you're driving into those towns or through the towns, there'll be like a big board or sign coming into those towns with like all the hockey players that are from that town, from the area, which is pretty cool. A little history piece. That That is cool. There's no the, about it. The early guys, the early hockey players, kind of like the early football players. Like you got a le- leather helmet and like some shitty pads. And they had a real job after football season and, and hockey season. Right. And I mean, in hockey players, like they had nothing back in the day. Like the, did they even have helmets? No, I mean, I don't think they had to wear helmets till like mid seventies or some deal. Didn't have Maybe. teeth. No teeth. I mean, you were a rookie until you like lost seventeen teeth and had four hundred and sixty stitches or some shit. I mean, there were some tough bastards. <laughs> yeah, they, there's they, a there's a documentary about Bob Probert on I don't know Amazon or one of the streaming devices online. That's it's a pretty wild story. What is it? What's it called? I'll check it out. Do you remember? I, I don't even know. I'll just do Bob Probert documentary or something. Did I'll check? Did out. you watch football last night? Uh, like thirty seconds well, of it. So no. Troy Aikman, who I'm not a Troy Aikman fan at all. He's from Oklahoma. Let's just get that straight. He's not a Dallas guy. Well, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> but anyways, Troy Aikman last night made a comment. They had another one of them pussy ass quarterback roughing calls. And he said they need to take the dresses off these guys and let them play football. He is catching all kinds of hell today because the LGBTQ transgender people are upset over oh him God. demasculating football. It's fucking football. We ain't got chicks with dicks in it. You know, tough shit. Yeah, not yet. Well, no, no shit. But he did. He said we need to take the dresses off these guys and let them play football. And they he's do. Right. That's he's exactly right. It's fucking ridiculous. Tom Brady didn't get rough morning, but Tom Brady got up whining about this shit. And he tried to kick the guy in the nuts. I'm becoming a non-Tom Brady fan. I hope he gets his fucking head knocked off. I'm serious. If the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys play Tampa Bay, I'm pulling for the Cowboys. It's that bad. I'm sick of his shit. I mean, he is the greatest is ever, but he's becoming a real pussy lately. Yeah, one. I mean, one rule they need to do. Uh, one rule that I don't understand is like unnecessary roughness. Yeah, that it's fucking football. For the life of me, what? Well, and then I would say like, well, define necessary. I want to rip his fucking head off. Yeah, yeah, it's what you're taught to do from a very young age. And for the, I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna hit you. Yeah, I'm not gonna block you. Like, dude, I want to decleat ear hole you. Yeah. Right from the from my days with the Pee Wee Giants in Dog Patch, my dad coached, and my dad used to tell us all the time, rip their head off and shit in their lungs. And so I always remember that as I was a little kid. <laughs> but that's what I'm fourth, third, fourth, and fifth grade. That's what my dad's telling me. And you know what? Nobody thought nothing of it. It was a different world we lived because in they were now. trying to do the same thing. Yes, yeah, I watched Hard Knocks this year, and yeah. uh, the, the with the Lions. And Detroit, yeah. the uh, the defensive coordinator, what's Aaron his name? Aaron Glenn. He was talking to that uh, Rodrigo kid, 
And he yeah. said, I want yeah. you to stick your fucking Rydell under his chin strap. 100%. Yep. And that's what he told it. So, I mean, they're hearing it on the sidelines. They've been conditioned to to have this kill or be killed attitude, rip their heads off and shit in their lungs since they were eight years old. Football what is, is necessary. <clears throat> but he did. He said, I want you to stick your fucking Rydell underneath his chin yeah. strap. Football is modern day gladiators is what they are. <clears throat> Guys pay inside of an arena that get paid yeah. big money. I mean, they're, they're, it's not like they're not well compensated. There ain't one of them out there. That damn, oh, it's a slave owner's mentality with these owners. These motherfuckers are compensated very well to play a sport. They're dying to do it. They're, that's why they, people cry and get upset when they get cut. Let them play fucking football. That's why people watch the game. The people in the media, the left, they're the ones that's trying to pussyfy football, not the football fans. We want fucking football. If you get hurt and you can't play no more, that's part of it. You know, that's part of why you make big money. Don't spend it all. Correct. You know, I seen the guy, uh, Robert Griffith Jr., the third or whoever the hell it was, was bitching RG3 because Matt Rule is still owed $40 million by the Carolina Panthers. He's like, coaches shouldn't be having guaranteed contracts. It's the players are. Well, the team owners are happy with those guaranteed contracts from coaches. That's why they pay them that money. You know, yeah. And if you don't want guaranteed money, as a, and some players are getting guaranteed money, but we are getting to a point where someone like Russell Wilson and all his guaranteed money, teams are gonna quit doing that shit after they get to eat a two hundred million dollar contract. Yeah. Because right now it looks like Russell Wilson robbed a bank. Yeah, he's not good. But that, anyways, oh, Aikman's in big trouble over that. What did you think? Well, we're talking about fishing a minute ago, or we really weren't talking about fishing. But, <laughs> where, where were we talking about fishing? I don't at? have a clue. Fighter. We, yeah, I guess so. we're talking about fighter. <laughs> I, I, I put I a the fighter. I put a phone. We were call, talking about fishing. I got a phone call in. I talked to the guy that's the commissioner of that fishing that with the walleye league or, or whatever it is. Justin, the tournament. Justin Franklin. I talked to a guy last night on the phone. I think we're going to have him on in two weeks. When I get back on vacation, we're going to have him on. What do you think about that? That has had to fuck up the whole fishing tournament series. The bass, everybody over this shit. Yeah. I mean, Erie's not far from here. It's two and a half, three hours where all that shit went down. Um, I think absolutely. But at the same time, it's like, hopefully something can be in place here. So that type of shit doesn't happen again. You know, I just, I feel bad for the dudes that really want it yeah, or got third or just missed the money by one spot when they were doing all that bullshit. That's the worst part, man. Yeah. Like well, garbage. It, it wasn't just one tournament. Like, Obviously, it's going to no. be very difficult to prove that they did it at more than one tournament, but common sense would tell you if they did it here, this was not the first time. No, and you can, I mean, you can, you can tell, you can hear, you know, as that one video started to get deeper into the time, you could hear like some of the off comments, what seemed to be from like the camera, cameraman's left, like some comments under their breath and all that shit. Like it was going to, right. It was going to happen. There's yes. a documentary coming out, a Netflix documentary or Amazon Prime about this deal. It's gonna be, it's in the making right now because this is a hell of a story, and they're gonna go back and track these other fishing tournaments. I'm telling you right now, if this shit would have happened in a southeast in, the, in 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 Georgia, Alabama, all the way to Texas, somewhere on a fucking a gar fishing deal where they bow hunt or something, somebody be getting their ass whooped is what would have happened right there. I'm surprised. I'm, he I, I am surprised yeah. too, because some guy lost out some money. There's some old boy right now that, like you said, was one spot out of the money, and the difference between him making ten or fifty thousand dollars as opposed to making seven hundred, he's fighting mad right now. Or broke and divorced, like yes. if he didn't make his and lost it all. Well, I was it's trying like, to be nice about it, but yes, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. We're losing the trailer, honey. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't place for shit in this tournament. Everything's gone. Yeah. I knew one dude that was at that tournament in that video um, that we used to, like, sell baits to before one when we were doing the fishing lure thing. Um, his I haven't talked to him yet. I See, I saw it all kind of dust up, and I didn't – I mean, I was shocked when it got as much – attention and publicity as it did mm-hmm. and then it's everywhere it's like good lord this has some momentum going you know so it'd be interesting to hear his take and perspective on it because he's fished in these tournaments against those two forever well so, I, I had a guy message me the day it happened and he sent me a text and said hey I, this would be pretty interesting thought you might see and i'm watching it and i thought it's fucking fishing tournament shit what the hell could be happening and then i see the guy start cutting the fish i'm like oh shit someone's fixing to lose their shit yeah. here. and boy it escalated real fast and you could hear them people string them up and all this other shit they were and i would have been hot too we need to get the guy that's running that thing we need to get him some like extra tufts or something because he's wearing those sliders and i just i i don't that's not a good look when i can see a man's toes and he's got jeans on <laughs> this isn't good <laughs> that's all I took away from the videos. Is, listen, we got rubber well, boots out there right now. Get them like, on in two weeks. Well, fucking, I'm gonna get them a pair of extra tufts. Got to do it. All get right, Zach. Uh, we've gone over an hour here, and I know you got you got shit to do. So, um, we'll see you in December. Yeah, you're coming down, right? Yeah. yeah. Good. Bring uh, bring everybody. Yeah, and Brandon, yeah, the squad, dude, it'll be fun. Brett Brandon's gonna catfish out on us on this deal. You watch. He says he's not. No, he's coming. Jeff's, I hope he does. Come. Jeff's taking bets right now that Brandon doesn't make it down. Yeah, he's coming. What about Dirk? Who all we got? Uh, Who who's coming? Somebody's got to watch the shop. Meg. Well, well, yeah, but we got. I mean, the gals they got the, they got this shit going. They're golden. You need to get the girls. Get the girls on. Well, there's a bunch. Pod. There's a bunch that we need on. We need them on. We need the guy that's gone to all the Grateful Dead concerts. Like Mikey, our work's not done. He's, here. he's a gem too. Our work's not done. Well, this is like the boss week for the podcast because we had chose today and we got you tomorrow. And then yeah. Maddie's going to come on next week. So we got to get yeah, get Maddie on it or get Maddie and Fighter both on at the same time so they can talk shit to each other. Now, I might try what, who's wind the clock? Fighter's got a new fighter's got a new baby. I hate to ask him to do anything right now. So Dirk, no, dude, he'll do it. Dirk's coming. I guarantee he does it. Dirk's gonna be here with y'all because Dirk's giving me a tattoo when you're here. Lee's drawing it, and Dirk's gonna do it while you're here. So we just gotta make sure we got the supplies. How far is the closest tattoo joint from you for supplies? Where y'all right. land at? There will be one. Do you know anybody there? Should we just ship stuff down ahead of time? You probably better ship stuff because I don't know a tattoo guy. I've got one tattoo and it was me Wait. and me and uh, Wheezy or what's his name? Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. We got our tattoo at the same place. So, By the Jesus, same what guy, did you get for guy. a tattoo? Either something on your ankle or yes. you got a butterfly. Fuck, I ain't got no butterfly. <laughs> I got a tramp stamp. No, I got a, I got a, uh, a deal on my, an M on my ankle, and it's got when me and Michelle got married. But if Michelle pisses me off, I can just say it's my mom and put my mom's birth date on it and switch there you, it around. There you have it. So there, there you go. But my next one, Lee's going to draw some art up, and I'm going to have it on my other ankle. I ain't getting no, that fucking hurt. I was whining like a bitch anyways. I didn't like it. Oof. I never thought yeah, I'd probably do that. Your little bone. Yeah. Yep. How many tattoos There's you got? One. I only got one. Why ain't you got any more? It's underneath your arm, isn't it? Yep. That had right, hurt. Uh, right arm. It, yeah, that one tickled a little bit. That's the guy's ten- like, uh, where do you want it? Like right here. He's like, as your first one. All right, cool. 
Dirk is the only tattoo artist I'm friends with, and I like Dirk, and I, I'm so I'm honored that he can do my tattoo. And if Lee draws it, that's pretty interesting, cool shit too. So yeah, it'd be cool. And so we that, just got to figure out the spot to put it on. Yeah, we're I going on my ankle. What, we we aren't discussing ankle. this. This is not a. This is not a. No, I think it's decision. open. Why? Why don't? Why isn't? Let's open it up for bid. <laughs> no, no. Put it on your page. Why not? Highest. No. Whoever for, puts the most money towards it gets to pick no. for money, Jeff. Hell no. You no. can. How about we do this? How about we pick like you? You how pick about like, you do this? You pick like five spots. No. And then it can yeah, be that are in the works. That no. way, nobody's saying like you're Johnson or anything like that. Because well, a that would be a really small, small tattoo. That's then. a non-starter. Yeah. We can, can do it to scale. We've done it to scale. <laughs> did, did, did I ever tell you about the guy in Knox City? Was on the date, the older guy with the lady. I don't think I've ever yeah, told this. Yeah, story. yeah, Tuscaloosa, 100%. Alabama. You done ruined the whole story. Oh, he's he already did. heard you it. Said it on the last podcast I was on. Did I? Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go remember. back and look at podcast. I thought we talked about it at Game Fair. You know what oh, a guy sent me did. a message of the other day? The lady and the dog shit at the Game Fair. It was Ray. Oh yeah, God, Ray that, was terrible. that was great. <laughs> yeah, big Ray. <laughs> He's like, you need to get the lady on the podcast. You took the first dollar off the dog poop. God, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> the things people. Yeah, do if you want to kill time at Game Fair, just throw little pretzel sticks on the on the path and watch these dogs go bananas. <laughs> They'll pull their owners over. It's actually <laughs> it's fun when the show is slow. I'm gonna take some Jack Links next year and do all that stuff. <laughs> you you got you you were a road warrior, so like you know how to pastime when you, you thought pass you, time. you thought you were gonna die at, at what well, harrisburg wasn't it you Harris, to, yeah did you, had, you had to go take your little nap in the finisher blind did you get some oh, rooms yeah. yet for uh turkey fest or turkey federation no i haven't booked them yet but i can put me down for room because me and michelle are going to come we're going to come up to Nashville. yeah no i got you that's perfect it'll be fun it'll be a good you guys time. Will have fun with that one and we look forward to seeing you in mexico and we'll see you in december we know you got to go Go make some shotgun shells. Love you, boys. And uh, see you soon. See ya. All right. Be good. See ya. Bye. 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 Let me. What a cool fucking company. I'm telling you, they got good guys and good ladies working there. Mm -hmm. Good story. Yeah, they're all. Anyways, boys at Boss, check them out. BossShotShells.com. Three, five. I mean, just whatever you shoot. You know, if you shoot 12 gauge, that's fine, but you can go lower. 20 gauge, 28 gauge. Get you 28 gauge and shoot some fives and shoot all the birds you need all year long. Be a gentleman about it. It's not a gentleman. It's called easy on the shoulders. Jeff, I'm telling you, I'm nervous about about our speckle bellies. I'm not. Nervous. Not I'm nervous because everybody's banging them in Canada yep. right now. And they have before. Everybody. No, not like this. Not like this. This is different. We'll see. I think, we will I see. I think you're worrying for nothing as usual. Negative Nancy. All right. Thank y'all for listening to us. God bless y'all. Thanksgiving weekend. I had a group cancel on me today. They had to move their hunt to January. So I've got Thanksgiving weekend open for a group. If you need, (laughs) if you're interested in that, let me know. Private party, six people. Great time. Look for it. It's a great, great, great time. It's also opening weekend of crane season. Thank y'all for listening to us. God bless y'all. Have a great week. Ladies and gentlemen, go look at our sponsors. Go check out Dirty Duck Coffee. Listen, right now they got a promo code Big Honker. You save yourself 15%. Uh, Ducks Unlimited, Double T British Kennels, Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, Pacific Calls has a promo code BHP25. Uh, Alpha Outdoor Specialties, Looking Glass Podcast, Lucky Duck, Shin Gear Waiters, Gun Dog Outdoors, Dive Bomb Industries, Boss Shot Shells. Can't remember if I said Bangtail or not. Go check out Bangtails.